0: Visit roberthalf.com today. We've got
1: big news and rankings disputes right now on Fantasy Football Today in 5. Yes, Robert Woods has a new team. Cordero Patterson goes back to his old team. We'll talk about those two things and get into some rankings. Adam Azer and Jamie Eisenberg on Sunday night. If you're listening Monday morning. On Monday, we're on the full length show. I'm going to have David Heath do some rankings disputes, so I'll have Jamie weigh in on those. Let's start with Robert Woods going to the Titans. Well, oh, man, where did you have him in your rankings after this uh, run heavy offense?
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I, it's hard to get excited about this. You know, you saw clearly You know, Julio Jones when he was healthy struggle. Um, it's like you said, it's a run first offense. Woods is 30, he's coming off an ACL tear, so. This doesn't feel like it's a good situation for his fantasy value. You know, I'm I'm hopeful that his talent will sort of, you know, sort of win out and, and Ryan Tanhill will lean on him. But you think about what he was before he went to the Rams with the Bills, he wasn't exactly a great fantasy wide receiver. He had a great run with Sean McVay, mostly with Jared Goff. It's just hard to get excited about this move. So he's he's really in the number four receiver range and it's just not somebody I'm gonna be, you know, excited about drafting very often. Did it change AJ Brown's ranking at all? No, you know, I mean, you know, I expect them to have somebody of some significance, whether it was going to be, you know, a rookie, which I wouldn't rule them out drafting as well. Uh, but you think about it, you know, they add Austin Hooper, which is a, a different dimension to their tight end position than they've had the last couple of seasons. And I, I think, you know, A.J. Brown kind of is still the alpha, um, you know, as long as he's healthy, he'll put up, you know, great numbers. Um, I'm still expecting him to dominate targets and, and, and be, you know, a legit top 10 wide receiver, you know, so I haven't touched him at all, no.
1: Okay, how about Cordarrell Patterson back to the Atlanta Falcons, who also a few days earlier signed Damian Williams?
0: Yeah, I mean Williams really doesn't, I think, much of a factor. You know, a guy that'll you know sort of slot in as I think the third guy, depending on whatever they decide to do with Mike Davis, who as as far as I <laughs> I know, still on the roster. Um, you know, Patterson, I think you got to view him as a number three running back flex play. You know, number three wide receiver as well. You know, depending on how you want to view him, I think by the time we get to the season, he may only have running back eligibility, but as of now, he's still a wide receiver as well for us on CBS. So I, I think you just look at him as a flex. You know, he he clearly had great games at the beginning of the season, you know, tailed off. You know, maybe it was first time getting all this work. He was fantastic for fantasy managers last year. You know, don't sell him short because he didn't have the strong finish. But I just don't think somebody that you should be overly excited about. So for me, he's in the range of, you know, like Chase Edmonds, uh, the Seattle guys, uh, the Tony Pollars, the A.J. Dillon, you know, the backup running backs, Kareem Hunt. Um, I just don't, you know, I, again, see myself drafting a lot of Cordero Patterson, but in the right, you know, spot in that round seven, eight range, if he's still there, I'll probably take a gamble on him That's
1: that spot. Yeah, it's interesting because uh, people forget about the ankle sprain, but he hurt himself in the Cowboys game, and I was just looking at old reports, and he was maybe expected to miss a couple of weeks, and he didn't miss any time, I don't think. Did he miss maybe one game? Um,
0: I don't think he missed that. He played through a high ankle sprain. You no, know, Right,
1: tough. right. So maybe that was part of the reason why he failed, and maybe we're forgetting that. Uh, you know, fantasy managers probably put that probably forget about that, Jamie. I mean,
0: yeah. And and, and I'll circle health. back to something just quickly that if they, you know, go heavy in the draft, you know, or in some capacity at, at running back, maybe they keep him at wide receiver, you know, so I, you know, the eligibility thing that I said could, could yeah. be, you know, for not, but, you know, we could see a situation where because, you know, losing Ridley and, and what the receiving core looks like, you know, they may have to keep him at receiver.
1: All right, so I have some ranking disputes for Dave and Heath. Or, uh, yeah, for Dave and Heath. You're Jamie to get into. Let's start with Jalen Hurts and tell me where you actually right in the middle. Actually, Heath has Jalen Hurts eighth. Dave has him fourteenth in six point per passing touchdown leagues, and you have him eleventh. So I guess you can't really pick sides there. What do you think about that gap between Hurts and uh, for Dave and Heath eighth and 14th?
0: Yeah, I, I would I would lean toward Heath. You know, I, I think you look at the upside for Jalen Hurts because of his his mobility. Um, you know, clearly he's not going to win by just his passing numbers alone, but nobody expects that from him. So uh, as long as they continue to allow him to run, you know, he's got, you know, 800-yard potential, um, and, and that's hard to overlook at that position. If he can improve as a passer, and I think it's kind of clear that, you know, they'll, they'll hopefully allow him to throw a little bit more. Um, I think he could be a top-five kind of quarterback. It's just there's so many good players at that position. So uh, I think he should be considered a number-one fantasy quarterback. I would draft him as such.
1: And finally, Nick Chubb will be one of the guys we talk about. Dave has him eighth, ninth, rather, in full PPR, and you're close at 11th. Heath has Nick Chubb 18th in full PPR. Your thoughts?
0: Yeah, as we discussed with Deshaun Watson on the emergency podcast on Friday, I think the suspension is something you have to sort of bake into this, you know, so I don't know if Heath is factoring that in. Um, if you want to look, you know, see where Heath has Watson ranked, you know, for me, I kind of, uh put Watson you know factoring in a a six game suspension so he's eighth um but Chubb I think you know will be the catalyst of the offense when Watson's not there and still benefit a lot with Watson under center you know we know Watson doesn't necessarily throw his running backs a lot so I'm sure Heath is factoring that in but the offense should be better touchdown potential should be better he's still the lead guy Uh good offensive line and still I think even with the addition of Watson the run will still be something Kevin Stefanski leans on so uh, I I would lean more towards Dave here I think it's going to be um you know, a good season, maybe a great season for Chubb, and 8-11 and uh, 11 might be too too low. I'm surprised Heath has him solo.
1: As of right now, you have Watson 8th. Dave and Heath both have him 7th, so there will be no rankings, deb- uh,
0: debates, or disputes there. Yeah, I'm surprised then. So Heath is, is not downgrading Watson with a suspension. I don't know why you're downgrading Chubb.
1: I, you just know that Heath will let him speak for himself tomorrow or rather on the Monday full-length show, but he just doesn't love running backs who don't catch any passes. We'll have to ask him why he has J.K. Dobbins ahead of Nick Chubb. Maybe maybe the is part of it. I don't know. Um, it'll be interesting to hear it. Thanks to Jamie. Thanks to all of you for watching and listening. We'll talk to you tomorrow on Fantasy Football Today in 5.